Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to warn you about a landmine that all entrepreneurs face at some point in their journey. It's a little bit tricky because it's disguised as something really good, and it often comes with the best of intentions, but it isn't always a good thing. I'm talking about free business advice. There's a great Sophocles quote that says, no enemy is worse than bad advice. I love this quote, and I think it also works to say, no enemy is worse than free advice. In case you haven't noticed, entrepreneurs receive unlimited free advice from others. Because it seems these days that everyone, and I mean everyone, is an expert at starting a business including those who have never started their own business and those who have never even worked in business. So here's a look at what we're gonna learn today. First, we're gonna look at how all this free advice can be a bit of a landmine. Then in our second segment, we're gonna talk about how to sift through and recognize the good advice from all the bad. And then in our third segment, I'm gonna give you some tips to help you separate the good from the bad. But first, I want to start with a story. I thought it might be fun today to take this opportunity to reflect a bit. You know, I'm a little nostalgic, right? And I love to appreciate and acknowledge people who have helped me on their journey. It's because I've been helped out so much that I want to pay it forward with this podcast and share all of the advice and wisdom that I've received. So I thought it might be fun to share some of the, how shall I say, most memorable pieces of advice that I've received over the last five years in business. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I've picked certain criteria that I know makes for really good business advice. So we're going to rank the advice and see how it all stacks up. Okay, sound like fun? Let's dive in. I have picked my top five juiciest pieces of advice. Here we go. Piece of advice number one. So when I first launched the Corporate Yogi, my saboteurs were concerned. They were working in overdrive about whether people would take me seriously as a credible coach. I had a lot of business background, but there were a lot of other people out there who'd been coaches for 20, 25 years. How would I ever stack up? So I asked a friend, who was a CEO at the time, which was my exact target market, and here's what he said. He said, Julie, if you believe that you can help people, you can. Don't worry about how much experience you have. It's more important that you position yourself as an expert in the market. And this was very good advice. We're so often guilty of comparing ourselves to those who are ahead of us and focusing on what we don't have that we skip over the really obvious <laughs> extensive experience that we do have and what we can offer people. 
So let's weigh in on this advice. This is the five criteria that I've outlined. Number one, is this advice relevant and aligned with my goals to grow the business? Absolutely. Putting this piece of advice in place has helped me really boost my confidence and grow my business. Number two, is the advice giver someone successful who I admire? Absolutely. He's very successful, very balanced, and a great leader that a lot of people admire. Number three, did the advice come from a well-intentioned place? Yes, he absolutely, totally believes in me and in the business that I am building. And he really, genuinely wants to see me succeed. Number four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotional? It was practical and really easy to implement. And lastly, was it sticky? And with this last criteria with sticky, what I mean is, is it something that you can carry with you and apply it as a lens to your business, no matter how far you go down your path? Well, yes, this advice is something that I've applied time over time again, and I keep referring back to. I check in to make sure that I'm still living up to it. So overall, this is great advice. I'm going to give it five out of five stars. Advice number two. When I first started out, I had a couple different people tell me that I should open up a yoga studio. And when I explained that, yes, you know, I am a yoga teacher and I do teach part time. My core business was never to teach yoga. My bigger picture vision was to become a full-time business coach. And they said, yeah, no, I get that, but you should still open up a yoga studio. Now, this advice makes me a little crazy because in my humble opinion, starting a bricks and mortar business is a really big commitment financially and time-wise. And actually owning a yoga studio is a very competitive business. And I know lots of different studio owners who do amazing at it, but it's a very tough job. It's a full-time job. And it's also very competitive here in Toronto. We have more yoga studios per capita here in Toronto than anywhere else in North America. So let's check in on this gem of advice. Number one, is it relevant and aligned with my goals to grow the business? Nope, I would have actually think this would take me away from my primary business purpose. Number two, is the advice giver someone successful that I admire? Nope, both people that I received this advice from didn't know me very well. I just met them really briefly at a networking event. Number three, did the advice come from a well-intentioned place? Well, I do actually believe that they had good intentions. Number four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotional? Well, I don't think it was practical and I don't think it was realistic. I think it was emotional and as I explained why it didn't make sense or apply to me, they didn't budge their opinion, which makes me really feel like it was very ego-driven. And lastly, was this advice sticky? Nope. So then I'm going to rank this advice as one star out of five. All right, advice number three. Oh, and this one, this one's one of my favorites. Pay close attention if any of you are independent service providers or coaches. Years ago, I had a conversation with a very seasoned coach who was quite a bit further down the path from where I was. I asked her what her biggest learnings were over the years, and she gave me two brilliant pieces of advice. 
First, to have multiple streams of income, meaning not putting all of your eggs in one basket, have a good variety of ways that business can come to you and that you earn revenue. And second, she told me to build out a signature program to sell, which is genius. And this is beneficial for a number of reasons because you get known in the industry for one specific thing and you get to repurpose content rather than coming up with new content time and time again. So let's weigh in on this advice. First, is it advice that is relevant and aligned to my goals? Yes, it made perfect sense and it was something that I could do right away. Is the advice giver someone who is successful and that I admire? Absolutely. She's very successful and I really admire how she runs her business and her life. Number three, did the advice come from a well-intentioned place? Yes, she sincerely wanted to help me and see me succeed. Four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotional? It was very practical and very actionable. And was it sticky? Yes, and this content-based approach has actually helped me to get clarity to focus on conscious business as a message. So five out of five stars. Thank you, Nina. Advice number four. This next piece of advice came to me last year, and this was in regards to launching the podcast. So you're going to really appreciate this one. This one's another gem. Don't tell people that you are a yoga teacher because it's going to undermine your credibility as a business coach. So I think the person who shared this advice with me didn't really understand me or my vision for the business. And I really believe that if I didn't have a strong spiritual belief or experience as a teacher or a facilitator, I don't think I would be as impactful as a coach. So to me, the name The Corporate Yogi really demonstrates that. And in fact, I would actually argue that I think it would be really incongruent or disappointing if I wasn't a yoga teacher or a yoga lover or some sort of experienced teacher. So let's check in on this advice. Number one, is this advice relevant and aligned with my goals to grow the business? Nope, not relevant or aligned. Number two, is the advice giver someone that I admire who is successful? Well, I'd say that he's very successful and well-known, but... I do remember going to his website and I was very underwhelmed because it felt really dated and very simplistic. Number three, did the advice come from a well-intentioned place? Well, yes, I do believe he had good intentions, but I'm only giving this a half star because I realized that as he was giving me this advice, he was also making a pitch to offer his services at the end of it in return for this free critique of my podcast. So I think he was sort of issuing the free advice with an invoice, if you know what I mean. Number four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotional? Mm, I don't think it was practical or realistic. And was it sticky? Nope. So this gem weighs half a star. And lastly, this is my favorite piece of advice. It came from one of my clients who built a very successful online business. He said to me, Julie, it takes a lot of work to build and grow a business especially in the beginning. It takes about the same amount of effort to start up a big business as it does to start a small business. So if you're gonna go through all the work to build your own business, you might as well build a big one. Yep, this is a brilliant piece of advice and one that has really beelined to my heart. I knew as soon as I heard it that it was right and I believe 110% in it. 
He's right, and I am definitely living true to his advice. So let's weigh in. Number one, is this advice relevant and aligned to my goals to grow the business? Yes, 100%. Is the advice giver someone successful who I admire? Absolutely. Number three, did the advice come from a well-intentioned place? Yes. Again, he loves my business and really loves my brand. Number four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotional? It's very practical and very wise. And lastly, was it sticky? Very sticky. And I think of him all the time and remember that conversation. This one gets five out of five stars. Okay, so let's check in on this little report card of advice. I have three pieces of five-star advice from people that I know, who I admire, and I trust. People who know me and know my business. The other two pieces, the, the one star and the half a star, they're different. They're from people that I didn't know. So what about you? What did you notice? Were there any red flags in there for you? The biggest thing that I noticed going through this exercise was how well these people knew me and really understood and respected my brand. All the people who gave me five-star advice, well, they're very successful themselves, and they all knew me really well. Interesting, huh? So maybe business advice isn't best served from a drive-through pickup window now, is it? So free business advice can be a little bit of a landmine, and I want to explain why it's so tricky. You see, advice isn't black and white. This whole episode is about training yourself to listen for the advice that feels right to you at the right time, and then learning how to trust yourself to know the difference. It's important to distinguish between different types of advice because some advice is about best practices, like how to focus, how to be more efficient, and other advice is a little bit more strategic. So here's four reasons why I think taking advice from others gets to be a little bit tricky. First, some people aren't really qualified to be dishing out all of this great advice. You know, we live in a society that is obsessed with giving advice. We all do it. And for the most part, I actually do believe that people come from a good place and have good intentions and they mean really well. But the truth is that their good intentions are in no way correlated to the quality of the advice that they give. No way. But the truth is a lot of people aren't qualified to be dishing out free business advice. I secretly think there's some people that just like to hear the sound of their own voice. Second, brilliant and successful people don't always give out good advice. And this is one of those disappointing realities of life. Just like very highly intelligent people don't always make the best teachers or professors because it's really hard for them to relate to someone who doesn't understand something at their level. IQ or intelligence is not correlated to EQ or emotional intelligence. The same reality applies to successful people. Just because they're really good at what they do doesn't mean that they know what you need to do for your business. Seriously, no one has a perfect track record. For every entrepreneur who we put up on a pedestal for some epic success, they've likely got a handful of failures in their pocket that we might not even know about. 
Sadly, we don't pay a lot of attention to these. Third, it can put you in a bit of a tailspin because you might start to receive contradictory advice. Then what do you do? And the more people that you reach out to, well, you know, the more advice you receive. And then it can be really hard because at some point you reach this critical mass, all this advice is going to start to contradict itself. The more people you reach out to, the more opinions you're going to receive. So how do you know who to listen to? And how do you know which piece of advice to receive? Well, here's how I like to look at it. When you reach the point when you're seeking out advice about which pieces of advice to listen to, then you know you've likely gone too far. That's too many layers of advice. We've talked about this concept before. It's the art of active polling. Some of us are really obsessed with receiving input when we're about to make a decision and we love asking other people about what they think and what they would do in our shoes. And then we take the average of what everyone says and then we have a decision. But this isn't really making a decision. It's just taking the critical mass of what other people think you should do. And the truth is, the more time that you spend asking other people what they think, the less time you spend checking in with yourself. And there's likely something else going on here, something a little bit deeper. And the last place you need to start looking is outside of yourself. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. And lastly, number four, in addition to being in a tailspin, asking all this advice, it might slow you down from taking action. And this is either consciously or subconsciously. And I'm talking about that P word again, procrastination. Do you remember my conspiracy theory on multitasking? And this was where we take on too many projects in a subconscious effort to avoid finishing any one of them. Well, being on a quest for the perfect type of advice is another tricky form of procrastination. When you're in a never-ending email conversation or you're waiting to have meetings with really high-profile people that could take weeks or months, you're delaying the inevitable, which is taking action and moving forward. So beware of procrastination. It's a landmine and it slows you down regardless of whether it's conscious or subconscious. So we've established at this point that there is no shortage of advice out there. We know that it isn't all black and white. Advice isn't always good or bad. There's that other tricky layer of, is this right for me right now, based on what my objectives are? So how the heck do we figure this out? Well, it's time for a refresher on our conscious intelligence. Now, you might know this as your intuition, your gut instinct, your emotional guidance sense, or your spidey sense. It's an internal knowing that we access to make decisions that can sometimes defy logic and reason. I like to call it conscious intelligence because it comes from being absolutely clear or present or being purely conscious. And it's actually very sage advice that is intelligent. It is an airy-fairy, random, emotional opinion. You're actually tapping into a greater system of intelligence that goes beyond proven fact. Because here's the thing. No two decisions or scenarios will ever be the same. What you decide to do depends on where you are in your life and on many other factors. 
Now, we all experience conscious intelligence in different ways. I've seen it described as very different sensations in the body. For me, I experience it as a knowing, a very deep and strong sensation. And it's very determined and very deep within me. Now, some people describe it as a strong feeling in their gut or deep in the pit of their stomach. And then other people experience it as kind of like a tingling sensation all over their body. There's no right or wrong way to experience it. The only important thing is to pay attention to it and trust it. And here's why it's so powerful. It goes beyond logic and reason, which is limited because it requires the burden of proof. It requires examples that you can reference. And there is a limitation in this because it means that you are going down a road that has already been traveled down before, either by you or by someone else. Meaning that you bypass original opportunities. As entrepreneurs, we sometimes need to be able to see opportunities before they can be proven. And this is where the gems are. The most brilliant and innovative entrepreneurs know this, and they rely greatly on it. So listen for that gut feeling when you hear advice. It is a deep knowing. Yes, I really need to do this. Does it come from your heart or does it come from your head? Are you saying things like should or this person really must be right? Don't give that power away and don't be afraid to let this be a discussion. Have a dialogue. You know, you could say, hey, I understand what you're saying, but my goals are actually this, this, and this. If you feel like they don't understand the big full picture, say so. At the end of the day, you're the one who is going to have to live with this decision, not them. They might not know what is really going on behind the scenes in your business or with your mindset. And in addition to your conscious intelligence, which is a great tool, you're always welcome to borrow my five-star rating system for advice that I used in the beginning. So here are the five questions that you can ask yourself. Is this advice relevant and aligned with my goals for the business? Number two, is the advice giver successful and someone I admire? Number three, does the advice come from a well-intentioned place or do they have some sort of ulterior motive? Number four, was it practical and realistic advice or was it emotionally charged? And five, was it sticky? Is it something that you can carry with you and keep applying it as a lens to your business? If you're not getting a good reading with your conscious intelligence, then maybe write down the advice and apply this five-star ranking. Ask yourself these questions. This will help you get clarity, I guarantee, because it forces you to get conscious about what is really going on. In this segment, I want to give you four tips that are going to help you navigate your way towards accepting good advice. Tip number one, sit on it, or better yet, meditate on it. Often, when you're struggling to make a decision, you're really busy running around doing things, and you know we haven't spent enough time just sitting with it and trying to get clarity. If someone tells you something, sit on it for a day or so if you're unsure, maybe even a week. Check in to see if this advice aligns with your bigger picture vision for your business and your five main goals for the year. And it might be really good advice, 
but not really good timing to do it now because it'll distract you from something else that you're doing. Tip number two, stay true to your purpose. Remember my examples at the top of the episode where I had advice that was one star and also advice that was half a star? They were don't tell people you're a yoga teacher and open a studio. Now, as soon as I heard each of those pieces of advice, I smiled and I thought to myself, oh, they don't understand what I'm building. So really, that's a red flag for me that I wasn't potentially pitching my business or explaining my business in the proper way. But it was important to note that I didn't have a defensive reaction. I just kind of brushed it off. Observe your emotions. They are your greatest guide. Tip number three, validate with your conscious intelligence. Check in to see if this advice feels right for you and if the timing is right for you to implement. Does it feel right? Make sure you're not accepting it for the wrong reasons. Remember, what other people think of you is none of your business. And that is a great tweetable for today. What other people think of you is none of your business. So don't say yes for the wrong reasons. And tip number four, be specific about what you ask. Yes, how you ask for advice will dictate the quality of the advice that you receive. When you ask for advice, be as specific as possible so that you can find out exactly what it is that you want to learn. Here's what I mean. So instead of saying, hey, do you have any good advice for me? Well, I mean, who knows what you're going to get with an open-ended question like this. They might give you a business advice, but they might give you a relationship advice, or they might tell you to eat your vegetables. I know you know what you want, but don't expect other people to read your mind. Do them a favor. Be specific about what you want to know. Is it advice to find more clients? How to hire a freelancer? How to grow? How to be a better leader? How to be more balanced? What is your objective? As I was building out Retreat You, one of my online programs to train retreat leaders, I had the opportunity to speak to an incredibly successful entrepreneur about one of his online communities. And I asked him two very specific questions. Looking back from where you are now, what would you have done differently in the very beginning? And then secondly, what was the most successful method for finding new customers? And guess what? He responded with two very specific and invaluable answers, and I have applied them both. So let's recap those four steps. Number one, sit on it, or better yet, meditate on it. Number two, stay true to your purpose. Number three, validate with your conscious intelligence. Number four, be specific about what you ask. Now here are a couple other things to remember when you're asking for advice. It's okay to say no. Just because someone gives you advice does not mean that you are obligated to take it. Remember, you have to live with the consequences, not them. So it is ultimately your responsibility to make a decision. Secondly, be grateful. Thank this person for offering their advice. Whether it's solicited or unsolicited, they likely had very good intentions. And lastly, watch for advice tailspin, where you're constantly seeking out someone else's opinion because it could be, just maybe, maybe a secret form of procrastination. (music) 
and it's time to start wrapping up this episode on advice. I really hope that you have some actionable steps here that you're going to take away and that you're going to be more conscious about how you ask for advice, who you ask, and how you listen to it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. Thank you.